The start order is 17423985. The Extra Lap RC Podcast. Welcome to the Extra Lap RC Podcast. My name is Aidan Burke, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend Martin Owen. Hi, Martin, how are you doing? Hello, Aidan, how are you? I'm very good, and unfortunately, we've not got Joey with us tonight, have we? No, he's he's been keeping the world afloat of toilet paper with his job, so he's been yeah. really really busy working shifts. So he was having a break tonight, bless him. Yeah, because I think he's been work. I think he's worked nights as well. Hasn't he has he? been. Yeah, they've changed his shift pattern a bit, so he's doing nights. And he's definitely an essential worker, which yes. neither of me and you are. So well done, you know. Keep it up, Joey. Um, yeah. I'm sure we'll be back soon. Um, I'm sure he'll be one of the ten people who listen to this. Um, but before we go on any longer, because we, we don't know whether this will work without Joey, uh, who are we going to speak to tonight, Martin? So tonight we got one of the best eighth racers in the country. He gets to Italy, and I got to race him quite a lot in the days of maritime. We have uh, Jamie Clancy. Hi, Jamie. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Mate, we're all good. Um, um, well, I don't know how we start these things now, because obviously <laughs> no one can go race it. But, you know, one of the things I've always wondered about yourself when I've heard you on podcasts and other Facebook lives and things like that is you seem to be living the dream. Yeah, I think uh, my age definitely, we're, uh, I've managed to make something out of it, which is, uh, which is nice. Um, yeah, I think while you're, while you're young, it's important to take the opportunity. Um, so, yeah, yeah, living the best life I can. So when did you actually turn in, into, well, I'm going to say you're a pro, okay? You know, when did you actually make that decision? So probably, properly, it was probably the end of uh, 2019 after, uh, after the Nationals. Um, it was, we had a pretty good year, so um, opportunities come along. So we decided to uh, bite the bullet and go for it. You know, it's something that doesn't always, always happen for everybody. So make the most of it. And I've noticed um, following you last year, um, it, 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 it's just looks amazing. Obviously, I'm a 45 year old married man, you know what I mean? Some <laughs> flying off to different places. Um, is that you just sometimes like look like you just disappear on a Wednesday? What kind of have, have you got another job? Yeah, so, um, so obviously, I have my I have the racing side of stuff. Um, I also work for a good friend, Alex Mortimer. He has a he has a company which um which does carbon fiber stuff for uh, for race cars like GT3 and Le Mans series cars. Um, so I kind of do that part time just to kind of have something different, get some kind of um, like a, like a background in something, so that obviously when racing kind of comes to an end or not to an end, but slows down, I've got something I can I can go to, which is you know a good skill to have. So um, yeah, that's good. So I um. He gives me as much time as I want to go and do what I need to do. So obviously that's that part, that side of it's also quite serious. So yeah, I just sometimes disappear. I get a phone call, and then it's like, right, I'm going somewhere. <laughs> right. Okay. So did uh, so I don't know your friend Alex, um, but I think Martin does. Um, did, he must have known you were like a racer beforehand. So was that part of his, sorry, a bit, bit mundane, this and not about RC racing, but did he know what he was letting himself in for? Did you explain that to him? 
yeah, so I mean, I've known Alex for probably coming up maybe 10 years. Um, he, he's raced RC cars as well for 15 years. Um, but he's actually, well, not so much now, but he, he was a professional uh, at real cars, racing cars, GT3 and Le Mans. Um, he was really high up with all that stuff. So he, he has a really good background in that. Um, so I, I, I kind of, he was on our team with RC, so I, I got to know him really well. Um, and over the years, he's seen me progress from a little kid, you know, to, to getting somewhere with, with stuff, which is, which is nice for him to say. Um, and he, he approached me and asked me if I wanted to, if I was interested. Because um, his his company is um is it's growing faster than what they thought it was gonna it was gonna but it's also a new company so they haven't got tons of people um to work for him so it was good for me it was a good opportunity for me because it helps a lot with the racing and it's, it gives me something else other than racing to focus on. Okay, so so what kind of stuff are you doing there? Um, so we we repair carbon. So if you know if track days and stuff like that, guys with um. Like GT3 cars and stuff like that. If they if they hit a wall or something like that, we can repair the carbon. But we also make molds and we make new new parts as well for teams and stuff like that. Oh mate, I, I don't know how I should put this. I think you've upset me more now um, because <laughs> not only not only it's like some like RC pro when you're not doing that, it's not like you're just packing boxes. You're just dealing with race cars anyway. It must it, it just sounds perfect. Oh yeah. Living the, uh, to be honest, yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got it lucky. To be honest, I have, I've got it lucky. Um, know the right people, so it's definitely given me um, a good opportunity. So, you, you, you know, we're gonna have to go sort of start all the way back to 2019 now. But mm. the year you had, you know, what is it the 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 many trips to Italy? Do you like, or are you still happiest racing on? mud in the uk at the nationals oh there's no i mean definitely traveling around um going leaving the country is, is the biggest thing i think that's helped me progress further than i was before um so i started traveling a lot um at the end of 2018 so around september time um i started traveling a lot to italy and doing a lot of running with elliot boots um, and obviously Elliot being as good as he is, it isn't, there's, not, there's not many people like that to, um, to practice with. So to be able to do that with him, I kind of learned a lot. Um, you know, stuff to do with, with setting the cars up for certain conditions or when to make changes or just, you know, the, the, the typical racecraft because doing one lap is fine, but doing one lap for 45 minutes, lap after lap is another, is another ball game. So being with him and Marco and all them guys, some Reds and stuff. Those guys know what it takes to be the best guys in the world. So to learn from them is great opportunity. So that's time that you've spent in Italy. Yeah, uh, I, I've, I've noticed as, as I was doing a bit of Facebook stalking and looking mm. at your photos, uh, I noticed you were sponsored by Reds. Of course, you know you, you seem to get quite a bit of support from them. Um, yeah, um, it, is, is that? Is that that's important to sort of being a new pro now? You know, trying to make sure you do everything for the teams that you support. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, Reds—they um, were really, really good to me. To be honest, they they picked me up when I after um, the situation with LRP two two and a half years ago, when obviously they had financial issues. Um, and and Reds, you know, they they gave me the opportunity 
Manchester United ran for them. Um, and it, it turned out to be an awesome opportunity. You know, it's got me really far. You know, they support me really well. Um, yeah, they just they've been awesome. So, and I like to obviously look after all the teams. You know, all the teams that look after me. You know, you have to do your part to to look after them as well because you cost them money. You know, so you have to do your part, which I try to do as best I can. What What do you think's the um... The thing you do best for them is it is it helping the the other drivers? So is it just setting an example? Is it winning races? Which of those do you think is important for you? I think I think winning races is isn't actually the, so much the key of everything. I think it's a part of it, but there's two bigger parts to it. I think one part being is social media. Social media is a massive, powerful tool um, for promotion, obviously. Um, and the second one is, you know, build, you know, people that have these engines and stuff like that is to look after them. You know, if they ever have any issues and stuff like that, you need to be there to, to look after these guys because no matter what company you drive for, you're always going to have issues with some things. You know, it's just, it's just the way it is. You know, you could have a bad batch of something. But if you show your support and, and help them, you know, they, they go, right, it's, it's, I've never got to worry about being left behind or, or left of my own devices. You know, I've got that support. So. It's, it's, it's a few parts to it, but not just, just winning is not, it's not the, the, the whole story. It's, it's bit, bits of everything. Yeah, it, it, okay. I think that, that was what I always look for, is, is somebody that if I, if, I, if I had something and it didn't work as well, to be able to go and find somebody, or even better, for somebody to walk into my tent and go, is everybody all right? Mm. You know, I think that's the point. I think a lot of brands don't have. Yeah, we don't have that. Those sort of people, like yourself, who can yeah. actually go around and help people. And and I would say, get off the own seat and go look for the people. Definitely, rather than definitely. Waiting for them to come to you. Yeah, and also Jamie's one of the few people when you when you look at his Facebook will actually put on at a race, put a picture of his car up. A lot of pros, <laughs> you know. You see them, they, they put a picture and they're going on the Thursday or the Friday and they put a picture up when they've won something or nothing if they haven't won anything. But you don't see yeah. them for the rest of the time. Where I've noticed with you, obviously, knowing you a long time, there's always a picture there. You know, this is the car day. This is what we're doing. Which is yeah. just, that, that's what associate, you know, they, they love stuff like that. And mm. That's doing a good job as far as I'm concerned. No, thank you. Well, associate's big thing, like, is a big, it's a big thing for, for AE, social media. In, in all our yeah. contracts, every contract I've ever had from AE, it's always been a big part of it in there, is social media, keeping social media busy yeah. because they make a lot of sales from it, obviously. Um, yeah, that's a big thing, social media, definitely. It's a big tool. Yeah, no, it, is, it is. And it's, it is good, you know, you get stuff out there. And like you said, Associated, that's one of their, their social media game in the RC industries. Is, is one of the top games and mm. they do a good job but you know it's everyone thinks you're just there just to drive the car but you're it's giving back isn't it you see plenty of these people that take oh, deals and they give nothing back oh yeah yeah definitely yeah i agree i see it every single time i go to the track you know you've got guys that yeah. uh, stay at one team for a year they'll move to another one year yeah. they move to another one there's no loyalty and there's no yeah. you've got to look after these guys you know these these they're only small companies you know they, they're not multi 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 billion pound companies or, or you know you know what i mean like they're not formula one companies yeah. you know what you, they really rely on you guys to do well i say you guys all, all of us yeah. that's sponsored 
to give back. You know, it's, it, we don't get it for nothing. We've got to do something in return. So yeah. that's why I try to do as much as I can, even when I'm not racing. You know, if I'm at home and I'm getting stuff ready, I might just put a picture up on Facebook. Oh, look, I'm doing this with my cars and blah, blah, blah. Or look at this new part and stuff like this. It's just to push the, the brand, always push the brand. Because people, you'd be surprised how many people buy stuff just because it looks cool. Yeah, so if you've got something that looks blitzing, put it, put it on social media because people will be like, oh, that looks cool. Oh, it's not too expensive. I'll go and buy one of them. So it's really good. It's really good to use social media. And there's a lot of people that don't use it enough, you know. Yeah. And also a lot of guys, you know, they don't, if, if, if they don't win a race, they don't put anything on social media. Yeah, I know it's a difficult thing. Everyone wants to win, but, but you've got to think not always about yourself. You've got to think about the team. So just pick a post when you can. That's all, that's all I say. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would totally agree with um, one of the things that annoys me most is when, you know, if, at, at the level you're at, okay, or nationals, UK nationals, those things, we know when someone's had a bad day. We can see by the results. And then we just get no report off them, even though every other week when they've been in the top three or five, we've had a report. Yeah, and and then they have a bad day, and I think we miss that. We miss that of. I, I don't think we should have the ones where people sit there and go, "Oh, everything I had was perfect. It was the driver," but we should have something. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, sometimes it's it is a little bit more of a difficult situation in a sense of. You know, there's been a few times when I've been you know running stuff. Obviously, it's not been broadcasted at all to the to the public. So sometimes I post pictures of my car from I don't know two or three races ago. Um, and I the last time I did that, there were a couple of couple of couple of races ago, we were testing obviously some new stuff, and um, I put a picture from from a few months ago of my car up, and someone just said as a joke, you know, oh that's a really old photo, and I wasn't sure what to reply to that. But I still made the effort to make a post about that race. Um, do you know what I mean? Though, like, like, what do I say? I don't know what to say. Um, so I, yeah, but I still made the post. You know, I still made the post. Still, you know, promoting the brand. But I just obviously was a bit of an old photo. Don't get me wrong; that very, very rarely happens. But it, sometimes it does. No, mate. Um, I think that's similar to me. I always say that as soon as I get to a race meeting, I take the photos. Then, that's yeah. when I take them. As my car comes out my bag, that is when my table is going to be the tidiest. Yeah. Put it on, take the picture, take some more pictures, put the phone down. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Usually, I do probably the same, to be honest. I do the same. If I turn up there but, to Nationals, yeah, I do the same. What I was going to say is, though, though, I'm not being sent very sensibly prototype parts from new cars that I have to hide. No one's sending me them. Um, because there's been a... It, I don't, I, I'm not big on me eighth cars, but there's a new team-associated eighth buggy coming, isn't it? It's not out yet, is it? Um, so they've... they've they, yeah, there's a new car coming, so they've, they've broadcasted it to the public now. Or put his broadcast the right way to say it. They've, they've, yeah, they've put it out to the public now. Um, so it's, it's known now. Um, I think that was, what? I think they released that two weeks ago. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, but it's not in the shops yeah, yet. No one is. else has got one. No, not yet. Hopefully, okay. hopefully, it'll be to the public the first week of May. 
hopefully. Right, okay. um, yeah, so everything's finalised now, which is good. So I just maybe should ask this, uh, or I should have ch- I checked with you first. So did you get like sent a prototype car beforehand? So I didn't get sent a car. I got sent parts. So all the parts, that, because the car is about 35% different. So okay. if you, to look at, it looks quite different. But the, the, the key parts, that the expensive parts, drivetrain, stuff like that, it's all stayed the same. Um, it's just the plastics have changed. The, 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 the stuff that makes the car look different has changed. Um, so the good thing is they didn't have to ship out cars and stuff like that. They just shed, they just shipped spit as parts, new parts to us to test, um, which we got uh, just after Montpellier. So that was about a week before DNC, um, and we've been testing that um, just to finalise everything, make sure all the drivers were happy, all, all the AE guys. Um, everyone was really happy, so they decided right, let's let's push the go button and. They, where they went ahead and released the car. So, so do you just get a... Because obviously I don't know this. So you just get like a big bag of all the new bits? Um, I, it wasn't... To be honest, it wasn't a big bag because there was... When they do a pre-production run of prototype parts, there's literally... There'll be five guys, maybe five guys that will have the parts. Oh, um, okay. And so each guy might only have two of each part. So, I mean, I got two of each part. I think on Gara, I got two of each part. And obviously you have the engineers as well, which obviously have their parts because they're the first guy to test everything. Um, yeah, it wasn't a big bag, I'll tell you that. It was just a, 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 a small box with two of each part. Um, and they just said, test that, see what you think, let us know. Uh, and, and that was it. And as soon as we put it on, we ran out, we went straight out. It was like, this is better, straight, straight away. So, yeah. Brilliant. Um... Yeah, I think I, 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 um, I think I saw a post. Is it a guy called TJ Ella? Yeah. yeah is TJ. he? I think he put a post. Up. I think you probably shared it because you really got it social media. That I think it had all the changes on for the new RC eight B. Yeah. I don't know. Is, is it point three? Point two. So B three point two. B three point two. Um, yes, Sorry. TJ. TJ's our um, our engineer. So he does all the off road stuff. Um, whether it's temp scale off-road and obviously eight scale off-road, e-buggy, nitro, the the lot. Um, and obviously you have a lot of FAQ questions and a lot of people asking, you know, what's different? Um, so TJ wrote up a, a big sheet of what's changed and what's stayed the same and the improvements and stuff like this, um, which I think was really cool, really cool to do that. Um, and, you know, he's explained that, you know, everything's interchangeable with the old car, so you don't even have to go and buy the new car if you don't want to you just buy the parts and you'll have the uh, you'll have the new car so he's really cool he's young he's really enthusiastic as well you know he really wants wants the best he, he wants to make the best he wants to have the best stuff so it's cool okay well i think we've seen that from obviously where you know well, you know we're more one tenth you know mm. i think we've seen that from the b6.2 all the guys i know who, who got them who ran them uh, yeah to to an idiot like me, it didn't look like they changed much. No, on the one tenth no. platform. But all the guys who had their who couldn't love their six point ones anymore when they got their six point twos, just went. Nah, it's just it's just a bit better everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, AE decided to release the B six point two because although it didn't look that much different to like it didn't look a lot different. 
these little small things like the offset of the hubs and stuff like that, it all adds up, makes a big difference. Um, so the thing is, AE will always weigh up. So they'll go to the table and they'll always weigh up of what they want to change in the car to what they already have. And if there's enough stuff that they're going to change, they will, they will go, right, we'll release a new car. If there's not enough stuff or it's not critical enough to change the stuff, they won't change it. They will just bring out parts. So oh, okay. the car was obviously, the, the improvements they wanted to make were obviously substantially big enough to, to release a new car. So that's when I say to people, you know, oh, it's not a lot different, but it's, a, it's all these little bits that add up to make a big difference. So you'll probably find in some conditions the car doesn't feel a lot different, but then you'll go to another condition, which is a really unique condition, and the old car would really struggle in it, but this new one would just be that extra bit easier to drive or a little bit faster or whatever it may be. So, you know, all these little things, they do make a difference. So, do you run much 10th? Um, through 2019, I pretty much did nothing 10th scale-wise um, because it was the, it was the world's qualifier year, which is right, obviously okay, the yeah. now. Um, but 2019 was, we focused a lot on 8th scale. I didn't touch 10th scale after February in 2019. I just ran 8th scale all, all the time. Um, I, I actually I really do enjoy doing temp scale it, it's nice because there's not a lot of expectation when you go temp scale because it's not my class you know it's not something everyone sees me at so I kind of relax a little bit um, that's what I like about it it's a bit more fun um, for myself because it's not that pressure um, so hopefully when everyone gets kind of back to racing stuff, I'm, I've got my temp scale cars and new ones I just haven't been able to run them so hopefully this year I'll be able to get out and do some now there's no worlds. Well, I want to say we know that yeah. there's no one tenth nationals. Do, yeah. What 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 do you know what the plans are for the one eight stuff this year? Absolutely no idea, and I want to know really badly. Um, I, to be honest, I think it's going to get cancelled. I really do because it's just going to drag. It's just going to drag on. Um. Yeah, that's why. That's why the tenth got cancelled. You you just be dragging people on. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's the problem. So, and I think they need to make a decision because what can happen is, is that if they cancel it early enough, you know, all these clubs and stuff and go right, let's 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 talk all these other clubs and let's have a load of a, a, a couple of big races, club races, like three, two or three day events, um, but when the nationals would be on. Um, but instead, no one can make that decision yet because, as far as everyone's concerned, it's still go. Everyone still thinks the nationals are going ahead, which they could do. I I don't know, but. I think we need to be known. We need to be told soon so that everyone can kind of plan what they want to do um, in the future if we get to go out. And I suppose for you then, it's your world qualification because you know the one tenth guys were told, well, all our grades are freezing this year, so qualifications for I'm trying to think what qualifications they're working for world's qualifications they've been done yeah. now is that the way that's working Martin yeah that's that's what I've been told so far so um, but yeah. whereas if for you you know you'd qualified for this world mm. so I suppose that carries over to next year yeah um, but if they have some sort of shortened national 1-8 section well, mm. you're going to go whatever happens, aren't you? That's the question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. Um, 
yeah, it's a bit of a difficult one. I don't know what they're going to do. Obviously, they've only postponed the postponed the world, so they haven't. As far as I know, anyway, they've only postponed the world. So the world's my edge may still happen. I don't know, um, but I think if they don't, if they do cancel the world, it will just go from last year's results for twenty twenty two. It's a big yeah. gap, but if there's no nationals this year, then they will have to go on. I'm sure they'll have to go one obviously 2019 or or it'll be off of 2021 um but i, I don't know i really have no idea how it's going to work um, it's going to be a bit more tight i think for 2022 because it's in spain so there's going to be a lot more people wanting to do it um so it's going to be important to make sure we call off by for the worlds if if they do run the nationals so yeah i don't know what's going to happen but but one of the things is you know I know you've done well at nationals because when I see the BRCA Rallycross Pro Facebook updates, you're generally stood in the top three this year. And you've done a really good season. Um, and I think all the team associated boys have done well, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, this year was better than I ever thought it would ever happen. I, I didn't expect to, to, moment, to actually... Um fight for the win down to the last race, you know, down to the last national. I mean, it was, you know, we, 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 we could have won it up until, up until the to last national. So it was all down to that. Um, managed to get second, which I'm really happy about. Um, yeah, it would be awesome to win, but you've got to, you've got to kind of look at who you're racing against and stuff like that and see, you know, see where you've come from. Um, I couldn't be any happier with that. No. Um, yeah. Because you know, I say in the tenth, we always say it's Lee and Neil because yeah. we f- we forget about Elliot. Mm. But you know, he showed by winning a national, like a one tenth national. But obviously, you've got Elliot, and I'm sure he doesn't listen. But you know, fully focused on what you're doing, where he might not be a hundred percent focused on the one tenth stuff that he did last year. Um, but Sorry, also, what, I, what, do you, what do you mean by that? Sorry, I'm well, I, I think the competition in one eight is even harder. I mean, it's hard for me to, to know because I've never raced Thamesgate National before. But from what I've heard, I would say yeah, it's probably a bit tighter at, in the in the overall sense. So you know, like from first to well, I say first, maybe from fifth overall to twenty fifth, any of them guys can make the main final. Right. Okay. So it's really close. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of fast guys in those guys. There is in Thamesgate, so it's it's hard for me to comment on that. I know what you mean. Yeah, and then I was just using that to say, I've, I don't know why, you'll have to ask them this, is when I, during the winter that we've just finished, when I went to Berry, it looked like all the Team Associated 1-8 boys used to turn up and run car- on carpet at Berry indoors. We had the Lewis brothers. Oh, okay. Uh, is it Chris Kilroy would be there? Oh, yeah, with Dave Bailey. Yeah, ba- yeah, yeah. I got, what's his first name, Bailey? Dave Bailey. There's Dave Bailey. They would all yeah. turn up, and we just. I think one time, even Craggy was there. I'm not being funny. Yeah, yeah I think, Do you know what? I think I remember now. Actually, yeah, you saying that? Yeah, I do remember them guys posting on Facebook. And, and, and so and maybe it's a bit like what you said about one tenth for that, and maybe it's it. They seem to have a great time. I'm not saying they're not serious at that, you know. But you mean mm. they, they? It's a really loud, raucous full of laughter table um, yeah. just to see them so it seems like a, and the people they're people who I don't really know 
because they just turn up. It just seems to do that at the winter. But I think we've seen one tenth sort of pit tents appear over the last two years. You know, but I think eighth guys have had those longer. Um, I've only ever been to one one eighth national, and that was Blackpool last year. Okay, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was my only thing. Um, it was noisy, but not as noisy as I thought it'd be. Yeah. And the stench of nitro fuel wasn't nice. <laughs> yeah, so have you ever been to DXR? No, no not yet. Oh, oh, you've not seen <laughs> anything like that then. Oh, so it's, it's like, oh, it, after, you cannot wait to leave afterwards because you, you just you just sat in a literally you're sat in a room or big hall all day inhaling fumes. Now we breathe nitro, literally. So, it, oh, it, it, but it's part of what we love about it. You know, it's, it's the noise and the smell. We, it, it's, 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 you either love it or you don't. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit of a, it's a love-hate thing. Yeah, me too. You know, I, 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 I love hate scales. I wouldn't, it's all I know and I wouldn't change anything. You know, that's what, that's what I really like. Um, but it's nice sometimes, like I said, to, to, do, to go and do temp scale, a bit more quiet. It's just, can relax a little bit. So, what are you doing now to try and keep your sanity? Well, that's a good question, to be honest. Um, play, so I tried to play a bit of VRC with some of my friends, from some friends from Italy. Um, Bootsy's been playing some VRC, so just something to keep my stick in a little bit. Um, but just organising equipment, I have so much stuff to, to sort through. Um, just organising stuff, you know, that's stuff that you've never been able to 100%, 100% commit to. You know, making sure everything's perfect, um, ready for whenever the, the new season starts. Um, but just, yeah, trying to keep myself busy, but I'm starting to run out of stuff now. And I've got cars built, I've got temp scar cars built. Um, there's not much left to do. And I think we had Leon. Uh, the other week, not last week, the week before, and he said, I, I think he said he wasn't a fan of ERC. Who's that, sorry? I read Lee Martin on two weeks ago, and yeah. he said he wasn't the biggest fan of ERC. Do you think and it's the be best of, is that better than PlayStation or Xbox? I'm not a big fan of ERC, to be honest, um, because if you, if you, it's, it's good when you're in a situation like this, because you could be sitting at home doing nothing with your radio, or you could be doing something to keep your stick in. Um, but when racing's normal, I don't think it's a good idea at all, because it's not close enough to the real thing. So it does, it does make you drive different. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I agree with what you're saying, definitely. Um, it feels very detached. It, it does. It feels very detached. Yeah. Um, but it's better than doing nothing. Because yeah. you've still got your radio in your hands, you're still using your sticks and stuff like that, or your wheel. Um, so for that, it's good. But I'm trying not to do a lot of it, maybe twice or twice a week, max. Um, just like I said, just to keep my keep my uh, head in the racing a little bit. Okay, mate. Okay, you don't do anything like I I I've just recently bought an Xbox and I'm being terrible at uh, fours or seven. You don't do anything along those lines. Uh, yeah, I play a bit of Project Cars on the on Xbox with the with the wheel. Um, but I want to I want to get PS4 and, and get this Gran Turismo that everyone's on about. You know, I see loads of guys playing it now, so might be a good time to invest in that. 
Yeah, I think some of our American friends have said there's actually been a shortage of consoles now. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Well, yeah, because people have just gone out. Idiots like me who haven't had one for five just gone out and bought one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's not, it's the only thing to do. You know, you can go out. I mean, I've, I've, to be honest, every day so far I've been going out and doing a bit of exercise, whether it's just a walk or go for a run or do some out, like ride my bike, just trying to keep a bit more sane. Um, because sitting indoors every single day doesn't do you any good. So, um, just trying to get out for a little bit as well. Um, but yeah, most of the time it's just been sorting stuff out, watching some TV, watching the dogs. And that's it. Yeah, and as you've said, doing a bit of extra work, making sure everything's ready for when the season starts. Yeah, mate, that that that's brilliant. We've had, you know, you know, I think. Yeah, so you were on, you did a Facebook Live with George Coleman last week, I think. Uh, I think we've seen all, a lot of the pros dig their webcams out and do things. Um, yeah. Hopefully, you know, uh, you know, for someone like you who does this stuff quite often, you know, you've mm. got other people just turning up. So you keep doing what you're doing and being no, ace to people like us and there's other podcasts go on those because we all, you know, it's great hearing what your, your views are. And, but again, us middle-aged men who aren't going to be living the RC dream ever, mm. it's nice to hear someone who, who's doing that, who we know. Yeah. I mean, I like, to, I like you know, seeing what I'm seeing at the minute with the, on the internet, on, uh, on Facebook stuff, people doing live videos. It's, it's good to do. Um, hopefully, obviously now, I've not really been able to do much of that um, because obviously ha- us having our new cars and stuff like that, we couldn't really show too much of what was happening. Right. Okay. Um, so there wasn't really much to talk about. I mean, the engines we've really done, you know, live videos and stuff about that. So we'll just be repeating ourselves again, which obviously it might be a good thing, but I just didn't see that point of it. Um, so now that obviously everything's kind of out there, I'm going to plan to do something. Um, whether it's just people can ask me what they want, you know, have a view of someone that's driven the cars, you know, what I think compared to the old cars. Um, just try to do something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, with that, you, you get to a stage where you run out of things to do with that as well. Well, mate, you just you just keep asking me, and I'll just keep asking you questions, and you can just answer them <laughs> because I think of all the questions because I know nothing, mate. I'll let you, you know when I'm doing a live video. <laughs> cheers, mate. No, I'll just randomly <laughs> send you to them. Just keep just make, keep making a list. Um, <laughs> um, so, mate, you've been ace. Um, before we let you go, would you like to thank the sponsors and the people who've been good to you? Oh, definitely. First people, I, was, I want to thank my mum and dad. Without them, I wouldn't be doing it. Um, and Associated, Reedy, Reds, um, Proline, you know, all my all my sponsors. You know, without them guys, I wouldn't be able to do it. So, big thank you to you lot. That's great, mate. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate you know, it. No worries, mate. You've been a superstar and we'll speak to you again soon. Yes, thank you uh, very much, mate. Cheers, Jamie. Join me to a, yeah, no problem. Well, that was great speaking to Jamie. And, well, I think we joked about this last week, Martin. This is where we just talk about eSports and building vintage <laughs> cars, isn't it? Oh, yeah, we've, we've all done a bit of that. Um, and to help us this week, as Joey's working nights, as we've talked about before, we've got Mark Hedling. Hi, Mark, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, surviving. 
God. <laughs> and, and we'll get to that bit probably a little bit later. Um, yeah. But I think the last time we were, me, you, Martin and Joe, we were together is mm-hmm. we were at the, the British Grand Prix at Bruntingthorpe, weren't we? Yeah, certainly were. And you were with your, I've got to say, <laughs> your new. You could say the biggest race of the year, and it could be the biggest race of the year. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. That could be, be it. <laughs> what would we do if that didn't happen? Oh, God knows. What, 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 be funny, what would we have talked about for the last three months? And what are we going to talk about for the next three months? Um, but you, you were there with your. Uh, rant over finish car. Um, <laughs> you were you were there with your your will speed teammates. How did it go for you? Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, first time running the running the car for me. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, and first time as a you know with the, with the team um, as a as, as our first big meeting as such for the year. But uh, that went really well. Really enjoyed it. You know, the, I know a lot of the guys anyway because uh, obviously will speed or will's a, a local lad that I've raced with. I've known will since he was about. I don't know, ten years old or something, and he was still pretty rapid then, to be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Then I've, you know, through the Team Extreme Vega days and and all of that, when Will was working with those guys for a bit. Um, so so yeah, I've known known all the lads. So they're they're a great bunch, and you know, sort of growing up with them, racing locally and whatever in the southeast, and um, had an absolutely cracking time. You know, I had such a laugh. Um, you know, with them in the pits and, and when we went out, we went out for curry in the evening as well on the on the Friday night, which was great. Um, Looked a bright load of prats with our wheel speed jumpers on, but uh, the restaurant didn't know what to make of us, to be honest. But I'm sure there was lots of restaurants locally that thought, who are all these weirdos with their names all over their jumpers? <laughs> there we are. Well, I was going to say that you must have looked like looked like a stag do on the way in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we probably acted like one as well, to be honest. There was there was plenty of beers to be had, um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was great, great fun. You know, you know, it was, it was absolutely buzzing after the meeting. You know, it was a bit of a challenge, you know, that carpet I've never raced on. And obviously lots of people have talked about it, about how the, high the grip was. And obviously first time running the car as well, getting my head around that. But uh, now we all gelled pretty well. And obviously Kyle was in the A final and Bill, um, sorry, Will was in the B final. Um, so it had, had some good results overall. I think we had a car in pretty much most of the most of the finals, which was nice to see. Yeah, it, it was a um, a really good turnout. Because I think, I think did, did we have Will on? Straight after the Grand Prix, mm. we did, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty, that... pretty sure, yeah. Because I, I said to him, you know, I think the team looked really smart in those jumpers and hoodies, slightly different colour from everybody else's. Um, I think we were both laughing at some old pictures of Carl Marsden through the week, <laughs> uh, and he's got, you know, I, what I'm saying is all the race T-shirts. None of them are black; they're all white back in the day, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember the sh- I had a Schumacher one from back in the day, like those like, white white jumper with like the luminous Schumacher logo on it. And yeah, it's horrendous, worst colour ever for racing. You just get covered in grease in about five seconds. Oh no, I thought it was ace. I think we should move back there. Well, go go retro, go retro. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sitting here on a slightly muddy, covered in pasta hoodie t-shirt. Um, no, you haven't got the mighty Phil Slade t-shirt on then. No, not tonight. No, I wore that, yeah. <laughs> I, I wore that yesterday. Great value. Him and Tom Cox and Dan Greenwoods are still available um, <laughs> from DMS. There you go. Uh, no, I think f- we are talking about Bunsen's now, but Phil Slays is £7 for the T-shirt. Bargain. Ellis Stafford, same T-shirt, £8. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, there you go. Well, you know, he, I think, well, being a southerner, uh, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm raised with Ellis for a bit. Yeah, def- I'll definitely pay the extra pound for that bad boy. Is that what two European championships get you? An extra pound on your t-shirt? <laughs> <Extra> pound. <laughs> yeah, too, right. Um, so, you did you just do two-wheel drive for the Grand Prix? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got, um, uh, you know, young family and stuff. So, yeah, I think to keep uh, keep the wife happy and keep my uh, Sundays free or, or, you know, proposed Sundays free um, before this happened, you know, for, for my bike racing and some more RC stuff as well, you know. I decided just to do the two-wheel drive and then, then head back, um, which, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I certainly enjoyed it. So, having a Friday and a Saturday racing was, was pretty good for me. I think it took its toll on people doing the doing the uh, the four-wheel drive as well. But, uh, you know, from what I've listened to on this podcast and other ones is that the, the track was a bit easier for four wheels. So, um, But I did lend my car to uh, one of the wheel speed lads who went pretty well with it. So, um, so yeah, no, it was all good, really. You, did, you didn't let, lend it to Ross Nicholson, did you? No, no, Ross wasn't there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I lent it to... Um, Kyle, uh, the other Kyle basically in the team um, so yeah I let, lent it to him and he had a whiz around with it but unfortunately broke in the final but was going alright I think he made the I don't know, I think it's the F um, F final something like that so yeah not bad with the old uh, my old uh, Kyosho oh, you see because uh, me and Martin were racing um, fours of seven online um, and I think Will Will was there he listened to the podcast last week when we started mm-hmm. talking about this race we were doing with uh, Joey Fisher and I think Will was there and Ross was there. I think, did Ross win one? Um, no. He was very close. He was very he was quick, second. though, wasn't he? Yeah. Second. No, um, Ross is, yeah, Ross is super, super fast. Yeah, yeah. You know, if he's not, he's like, he's one of those drivers that's sort of flat out or nothing. I'm sure, you know, you've seen him race before. And if he, st- if he keeps it on four wheels, he's, 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 he's on the money, you know, he's as quick as anyone else out there. But uh, yeah, he's certainly got some talent, that lad. Yeah, I'd say he, he didn't lap me as much on fours or on lines he would do on a racetrack. But that's, <laughs> but that's because we were doing Silverstone. It's like, well, it's not be funny for me. It's two and a half minutes. Um, right. I don't, I don't know how fast Martin... Oh, what, what were you doing, Martin? Two uh, 20s? God, I can't bloody remember. I was very... Yeah, yeah, do you know what? I, I, I know where I finished, and that's about it. Oh, you got disqualified from the first race, didn't you? Yeah, I, yeah, I got to score for the first one for cutting the laps, and I think the second race I was ninth. Well, that's okay. I think I was last in both. Um, yeah. On the on the last one, I think Alex Carter managed to go park his car, leave, walk the dog, come back. Then it took him about two laps to catch me. No, two la- no, two laps to unlap himself from me. Then another two laps to go past me, and then beat me again. Um, so I don't think I've got a, one of these. I don't think I've got a, sort of a, a future career in esports either. <laughs> uh, but but, but... <laughs> what I was going to say is that, but it's just like RC racing that I get all my setups off Alex Carter. Um, he does them, and then you can just send them to the electronic. But mate, it's one of the things Will talked about. Mm-hmm. Get back to RC was yep. that. You've done a really good thread on RC. Is it RC Tech? Yeah, that's that? right. Yeah, yeah. I still, yeah. So the RC Tech forum still, although most of the forums in RC these days are pretty quiet since obviously Facebook and Instagram, etc. But the RC Tech one in the States still is pretty good. And 
um, you know, sort of saw a bit of a gap there to promote doing a bit as a team driver. Um, so yeah, I thought I'd just do a build thread on my car as I sort of built it up and converted it uh, from the B6.1 um, and then sort of put some of the results up and some pictures of the other team members' cars and a bit of a race report from the, the GP and what have you. And uh, yeah, no, it's gone gone really well. I think Will said he's actually sold more cars in the States than he has in, in Europe, which was, which was great, you know, so hopefully I've contributed a bit towards that success. And yeah, I got quite a lot of questions from lads on there that look me up on Facebook and stuff, so I was try and help out where I can um, but yeah I think it's had like 24,000 views now which is pretty nice um, and it's a good wow. place to store pictures and setups and stuff because Facebook I find sometimes a bit tricky to find a setup or a picture or this and the other you're looking for you know so it's a bit easier in some ways on the forums to search for stuff um, but yeah, I still try and keep um, you know promoting the brand where I can. And, and to be honest, um, where where the machine is um, that that, that uh, knocks all the wheel speed stuff up is about um, ten minutes drive from my house. And I, I know uh, the the guy that runs that and whatever you pretty well um, from from old. Um, so yeah, I often drop in there and get the new bits. And you know, whenever Will makes a prototype part or a new new bit, I'm normally first over there to go and pick it up and give it a whiz. Um, so that that new towing block that he did was absolutely brilliant. So you can run zero degree tow on yeah. the back of the um, associated car. And I know quite a lot of the AE team have been running that over the winter. A lot of the halls have been using it to, to good effect because um, the minimum you could go down a B6 was one degree rear tow. But um, we found zero degree. Um, one of Will's ideas um, that he came up with worked really well, and he's done one for the X-ray now and one for the YZ2 as well. I think he's done a couple of batches. I think he's sold over 150, 200 of them now, something like that. So yeah, it's gone really well. So interesting to try it on Astro when we can obviously have a play outside again, and obviously have a play around with you know running uh, you know quite minimal tow. See what it does outside, really. I wouldn't have a clue. I, I assume it would just keep. Spinning um, out on the corner. Yeah, well, sort of, yeah. But you know, if the grip's there, um, like obviously we have on on EOS, and if you had the right Astro on the right day, um, then you know the grip's pretty high. So you know, we found that it generally gives the car a bit more steering, a bit more rotation, and a hell of a lot more corner speed. So you know, there's you know a great part and a nice tuning option, really. And as I think the most important thing is, is you're closer than Will is to the machine. So, <laughs> so you can get there even before he does. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, I think Will's about uh, 20, 25 minute drive. So, yeah, so yeah, I can always beat him there to the, to the new stuff. But, you know, I always know you're there, mate, because, you know, of course, new stuff and getting stuff developed and things along those lines mm-hmm. and, and helping Will speed. But I always know you from like the, your sort of the love of the good old days. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I certainly like... Well, I've been racing since I was about 10 years old, I think. I started at Ashford Model Car Club at the North School with Clive and Terry Stockham, who own MRT. Um, so oh, that's, right. where I, that's where I started. And back, back then they ran indoors with... Uh, there was Pro 10, 12th and Buggies on foams on the same track on a Sunday morning at the local school. So that was where I started and kind of been dabbling in it ever since really you know I've sort of worked in the industry for a bit as well and um you know worked in a model shop when I was a youngster and then was a sales rep for HPI Mirage and Orion and all that back in the day with Carl Marsden and Greg um from uh, X-Ray and whatever so yeah yeah I've been doing it for a long old time but yeah no, I do like the retro stuff and I've been like many people been buying up lots of old cars and oh god knows how many i've got now on the workshop uh, wall hanging there but i do race them as well the vintage cars i've got a few shelf queens as well 
Um, I think it's your RC10, or I don't know if it's an RC10 or an RC10 truck that uh, I always see the pictures of. And oh yeah, yeah. Well, I've got I've got four of them, so uh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I've got my my YZ10 truck's got a Yokomo lay down transmission in it. I was one of the first people to fit a lay down transmission in an RC10, so sort of drilled the chassis and fit them, which was quite cool. Um, and then uh, I've got three. Um, RC10 buggies that are all powder coated in white, which is sort of my theme, I suppose, with all my, my all my cars. And uh, yeah, I do do race them now and again. Um, I did the Brett Davis GP two years ago, which was a big iconic um, RC event that's indoors, and um, lent to my mate Chris, um, who's from Australia, English lad that works in Australia, lives there. Um, I lent him one of my RC10s, and he got third overall with that, and I got fourth, I think, uh, in the A final and. But they sort of split it up into years and stuff but great event you know really good fun and now and again i take my um rc10 to the uh 1066 meetings that i go to and yeah a little while ago i think it was last winter i broke my um car in the fine in, in in the last qualifying and to race my rc10 in the a final which is quite interesting so got lots of cheers from the crowd and trying to do the big jumps that they run at that club with an rc10 was interesting but luckily i finished and Finished last, obviously, but uh, you know, definitely the crowd favourite. Well, mate, that would be awesome. Um, <laughs> Mar- Martin, if you got, you must have an RC10, Martin. I have a front and a back of an RC10 that I'm slowly over the last eight years been building a RC10 sprint car, like American, like oval thing. Um, but it's just taking time. I probably should, while we're all locked in, maybe finish it. But yeah, yeah, one yeah why day, not? One day. It will get done, but yeah, it's getting. I, 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 one day I'll, I'll buy another RC10 as a buggy, but with me, it's I, I, I hope they'll eventually do a re release again. Yeah, well, I wouldn't count you, um, whatever the word is, uh, the chickens. Yeah, sorry, my brain's not working, but to, yeah, I think well, from what I heard, the, the tooling's gone missing with the company that was doing the uh, injection molding for them, hence why the spares are dried up at the moment. Yeah, but, yeah you never know. Hopefully, they'll do a car again because you know, the some of the new inbox re-release RC10s are like 450, 500 quid people are asking yeah, for them on eBay. It's gone mental, you know. Some of my cars, I was quite early in on the vintage scene and, you know, some of them I paid 40, 50 quid for, you know, and did them up. But, uh, yeah, now it's gone a bit crazy now what, what they're yeah, asking for some of them. Yeah. Which is a I shame, know, but I there we are. I bet there's still loads of them about in attics in America. And... Oh, yeah, yeah. There's plenty in the States and they're not commanding as mad prices in in the states but it's obviously getting them over and whatever but uh but yeah you know the uh vintage scene scene scenes sort of sorry put my teeth back in seems you know alive and healthy at the minute and plenty of yeah, people yeah. like during lockdown building various cars and obviously schumacher's top cat's been popular and tammy's yeah. super astute and cat xls and all the other good stuff so yeah the, the vintage race scene's getting getting pretty popular and uh it you is. know one of my other local tracks eden park of um got a vintage class running which is gaining popularity and they're running 10.5 motors in them so it's all fairly evenly paced um you know and fairly easy on the cars gearboxes and stuff and uh, yeah that seems to be good so you know as and when i'll uh, i'll head over with some of my fleet and uh, go and have a go yeah 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 i i, I don't know where you're ever gonna run like a, an old sprint car you're not you're not i'm gonna build it <laughs> and put it on ebay because i'm funny enough while we're sat i've just been looking and, and they they get some silly money over there mm, oh, i can imagine the conversion kit is from like 1986 it's an original kit 
Um, I just oh, looked no. on there, and, and there's a couple going on there, and they're over a grand. Bloody hell, wow. Excellent. So, well, uh, right, okay. sell it. <laughs> there you yeah. go. There's, there's, well, there's, keep, keep out of it for another 20 years. That's your pension sorted there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I think someone, and I don't know if I've said this before, but I look, I know a guy who is an ex-professional skateboarder, mm-hmm. and he, he times when he buys skateboards, so he will buy, like probably that day you unintentionally did, you bought these cars ages ago, and then mm-hmm. what happens is as people get to our age and a bit older, they want to go back and buy what they had as kids. Yeah, mm, it's, just, mm. it's just now looking to see what's the next thing, you know. See, my pride and joy isn't for retro, but I don't know if it's retro yet. So that's the vote will be out on this. Is the a B forty four retro team associate B forty four? Nice, yeah. No, I think I think that will be a future classic. And I've, you know, I've, I've got a few on the wall, you know, that are, aren't sort of considered vintage yet, but you know, I've got. a a, a Durango 410 that I rebuilt that I got cheap again that's a future classic I reckon because that was a bit of a game changer when it came out and I've got a Tamiya 511 I had plenty of those back in the day um, but yeah I picked one of those up a couple of years ago because again they're, they're a really nice looking bit of kit or alloy and carbon and that Tamiya are going to make a comeback in off-road anymore so, um, so where my twist comes in with my B44 Aiden are going to look excited now it's actually Lee Martin's national winning B40. Oh, cool. Oh, there you go. That's that, that, that my shelf. <laughs> Aiden's going Aiden's to come and burgle you one night. Yeah. With his Phil Slay t shirt on and a balaclava. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, so I don't know when that will be like retro. But it'd be mm, well, I'm sure people would like to buy it, you know, being an ex-Lee yeah. Martin car. And I know Freddie <laughs> Russell, me and, you know, I race with Freddie Russell and I know he's, oh, got, he you know, a lot of nice kit, you know. Amazing. Oh, yeah. I know, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. He's got loads of, uh, you know, proper ex-race cars with all the body shells on and stuff yeah. from, from from back in the day, you know. So, yeah, he's got, got some really nice bits of skin. I'm super jealous because he's got about three Predators, I think, which I've seen yes. him building on Instagram. Yeah. And I, 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 you know, again, Predator was a you know local firm to me, and and uh, you know, guys, good mates, well, I still am good mates with Lewis Dickinson and his brother and stuff, and you know, so yeah, I, I wish I'd kept my Predators. I had X10 and a couple of X11s, and I had a carbon tub one back in the day when I was racing at Ashford, and you know, yeah, God, I wish I had that now. But again, they're like a grand now for one of those. Yeah, madness. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll do a little video. Um, B44 over, over the next week. Well, yeah, that'd be, co- be cool to see it. Yeah, make definitely. you look cool this video. You'll like that, Aiden. You can take it to bed and dribble. <laughs> well, well, only because it's Lee's car, you know. Exactly. You know, beautiful Tim had a B44 at the British Grand Prix. That's the blind Yeah, he did a he did the four wheel drive in wow. with a B44. Crikey, did it hold together all right? Um. He had to do some dremeling for it to fit in the box. Um, and then the other issue he had was, I'm not being, it was that old. It had holes in the chassis for Nikads to sit in. Oh, blimey. <laughs> so I, I, I obviously, I think, well, I certainly had one of those at the time. You know, um, we all have to have, um, when you put lipos in, like 
brass battery oh, yeah, trays. Yeah, yeah, the yeah the rude bits brass battery tray. I remember buying those. Yeah, that's it. And we used to. I was looking at some pictures on um, Oopal, you know, Jimmy's old race reports and stuff. <laughs> and you know, the amount of brass that people used to put in cars was insane. You know, like the X six. Um, you know, that had so much <gasps> brass in the thing, you know, you'd, you'd have spent about another hundred quid on weights, you know. Yeah, this B44 has got like brass inserts to put normal lipos in it because obviously it usually had cells in it. Mm, mm. And, it and I don't know who's made them, but they look am they're amazing bit of work. Mm, yeah, and you can, you know, you can polish them up nicely on a buff and yeah, get yeah. them all looking shiny if you want, you know. I've done that on one of my cars, it looks pretty trick. Well, yours look pretty trick anyway, especially the powder coated white ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, got to be done. Oh, mate. Um, but obviously, we've chatted about Aussie, and I think we've done really well here. But one of the things that I thought, oh, do you know what? I'm gonna, we're going to throw Mark next this week, is the fact that you've actually been sick, haven't you? I have week? indeed. Yeah, I've had the... Uh, well, it hasn't been confirmed yet, because obviously there's no testing available at the moment. But yeah, last... Um, you know... I've, but last week, uh, last Friday, it kind of kicked in. Was um, yeah, well, we think we that I had the coronavirus. So yeah, that wasn't much fun. Hence, so I got a bit of a, a, a husky, sexy voice tonight. But um, you know, yeah. So yeah, just getting over that really. Um, so I had a sort of uh, seven, well, five days in bed, and then you know, then about three days up and about trying to get over it. Really, um, still a bit rough now. But uh, yeah, wasn't, wasn't much fun to, to tell you the truth, you know. And thankfully, it you know didn't turn into pneumonia on my lungs. But uh, you know, rang one 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 and had a get some good advice from the doctors there and a couple of calls back and stuff to see how I was getting on. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, thankfully it didn't develop uh, any further on my lungs, which is the sort of scary bit, um, you know, during it, because it feels, you know, basically you've got a banging headache, your joints ache, your muscles ache, and, um, and then you, you know, you've got flu-like symptoms. And then on top of that, you get the dry cough and then it starts getting on your lungs. Um, and, you know, I couldn't breathe that well. Um, you know, I wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't sort of life-threatening as such, but, uh, you know, sort of um, you couldn't take a deep breath without coughing or whatever. So, uh, you know, got um, prescribed an inhaler and a couple of other um, antibiotics and stuff um, to give a try, which helped a little bit um, with the breathing and stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, over the worst now, which is good. But um, good. obviously, uh, yeah, it was a bit, a bit scary times when you... Um, you know can't get out of bed and you're feeling like uh feeling like crap but uh yeah yeah well, over, over the worst of it now which is good and back to work this week um just to try and keep some sanity um and keep my top of the emails and stuff so yeah um yeah but, all but, good thankfully but, but what we know about you but no one else well not no one else does is mm-hmm. that you're like a fit and healthy person you're not like a big fat so like me and martin <laughs> Uh, I, wouldn't call you, I wouldn't call you big fat so I call, I call, you, call you cuddly um, thank you very much but, um, like a bear yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah no, yeah, fairly fairly fit and healthy you know, I'm 39 years old 40 this year and you know I do a lot of running and cycling and done Ride London which is a 100 mile bike ride and done lots of other sporting <laughs> events and basketball and all sorts over the years so you know I'm pretty fit and healthy which I think does help when you get stuff like this you know I, I, I felt bloody awful and I was thinking you know if I was an 80 year old man I think it would certainly have diff- a different effect on you for sure and, and, and just for these bits so because like I say me and Mark and I have a, have, haven't noticed we've had it or we haven't had it mm-hmm. um, was it a bit surreal? You sitting there going, "I can't believe I think I've got this." Yeah, it, it was. It was a bit really because you know, um, you, you were, 
Yeah, without I know you should never Google your symptoms, but because obviously there's not, you know, information was coming out all the time as to what 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 you know what the kind of markers were, etc. For it, you know, it was um, yeah, it was it was weird, really. You know, I had, I had a, I was pretty ill um, this time last year actually. My appendix went wrong, and then I was you know then this year I got bloody coronavirus. So you know I don't know if my luck's uh, run out or not, but. Um, but yeah, it was it was a bit 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 worrying, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, I can't really add much more to that, really. But uh, yeah, what what did it start with? Did you just? Um, it was yeah. Well, basically, yeah. It, it was. Um, it started off um, with I just felt quite. Um, I f- it sort of hit me quite hard. I just got a like, real sort of sudden rush of tiredness. I thought well, I've got. I can't stay awake anymore. It's only like ten o'clock on last Friday and. I thought I just can't stay awake anymore, and I just felt absolutely exhausted. And and um, went to get up off the sofa after watching some TV with the wife, and and you know my my muscles, all my muscles in my body ached, and my knees ached, my elbow joints ached, and you know I'd, I'd only ran like five k in the day to get a bit of exercise, which you know yeah. doesn't doesn't make me ache at all, to be honest. I thought this is weird, um, and then then sort of slept. Um, slept friday night and then woke up saturday and you know through the night and just hot and cold and then the temperature was um, you know took my temperature and that was about 39 i think and then then you know it started developing from there really so yeah and then just had a really really bad headache and i'd never get headaches um so so yeah i think that's just to watch out for is just you know watch out for the, the headaches the achiness and then the fatigue and then if it does start yeah. to develop into a you know keep an eye on your temperature and if it does start to develop into a temperature just really monitor um, how you're feeling and drink plenty of fluids paracetamol paracetamol was great that helped control the temperature so taking them every four hours and just um trying to keep your fluids up um so uh so yeah and plenty of hot drinks apparently that was another good thing that my wife um read read online about was so uh, drinking lots of hot drinks stops it um developing in your lungs further and sort of kills the virus when it's up um in your throat and stuff so you know plenty of fresh um lemon squeezed in hot water and ginger and stuff that helped took some vitamin c tablets again just to boost your immune system and um but yeah, I slept a hell of a lot. One day, I think I slept for about 14 hours, all told, 15 hours. It was something crazy, you know, just to think where your body's not for six a bit. Um, so, so yeah, def- definitely just, um, you know, anyone can get it. And obviously, we've seen in the news, there's lots of younger people than, than, than me that have got it um, as well. So, yeah, just, uh, you know, it's serious. And thankfully, it didn't develop into anything nasty for me. But, um, you know, I've got some colleagues at work that, that are currently um, got it at the minute of all different ages and fitness levels, etc. So, yeah, um, just just keep an eye out for the symptoms and, you know, definitely ring 111 if you're a bit worried and, get, and take some advice, you know, because it can develop really, really rapidly, um, you know, especially when it gets to the sort of coughing lung stage, you know. Um, so, yeah, yeah, just uh, stay safe, I suppose. Yeah, well done, mate. Well done. Well done. Yeah. You know, this. It, it must have been, yeah. Me and Martin are some sort of because we're definitely not essential workers. Um, you know, we we've been locked ourselves away. You know, we go to shops. And we go. To, we talked about this before we came on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we we go to the shops and we go to the the pharmacy and the pharmacist and we we run a, a message to our parents that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then just so we we don't see it. And then for someone that we really know, know, like yourself, to have it, we thought, mm-hmm. wow. And again, I know you are a runner, you are a biker, you do ride motorbikes. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. If, it, if it floored you, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely, yeah, it, it, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is having been in good nick certainly helps a bit, you know, when when uh, things like this happen. So, so what have you been doing to keep sane? Well, but, um, I've been obviously listening to podcasts as you do, you know. Um, uh, so yeah, I've been downloading a few of those and listening to obviously um, your wonderful podcast as well mm-hmm. as uh, um, the uh, where are we? Um, who else? I'm just having a quick look at my phone. So I've got quite a few. I've got a few motorbike ones, obviously. Um, and I've got the uh, the State of RC, the No Name RC podcast, the Rip podcast. That's pretty good. With Jason Rona and that, and the Three Hundreds, pretty amusing when they pull their finger out and do one so uh yeah yeah that's uh, yeah i've been listening to all of those which is good and a couple of bike racing ones as well so that 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 definitely helped and a bit of a daytime tv was a bit tragic so i was just uh I was, I, what i found what was it i was watching uh, discovery turbo i found this uh this channel on sky and it's got like all these fast and loud um you know uh what's it called um gas monkey garage that's the one so yeah, that was quite cool watching these American, you know, TV programs doing up all these hot rods and stuff. So yeah, that was quite good. Kept me sane. Yeah, but I think we're all just sitting there, just thinking, well, when are we allowed out? I, I suppose the motorbike stuff that you do is that similar to RC? Is it all just cancelled? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, with well, the governing body that um, you know, I race with a couple of clubs, and one is IOPD and one's ACU, and, and they've basically cancelled everything to the end of May then they're going to have another review. So all those events, motorcycle events, have to be sanctioned by the governing bodies. So it's basically like the BRCA of bike racing, the ACU. Then, uh, yeah, they basically, to the end of May, they're, they're going to issue no um, you know, licenses to, to run race events. So everything's cancelled at the minute. So a bit like us in the RC scene, all the bike racers out there have been in their garage building things, tidying things up. But you know, some of my mates have got gone so mad they've even put all their nuts and bolts in certain sizes in boxes and stuff. They're so bored. <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah, there's uh, yeah, there's plenty of nice bikes getting finished off, and I think people are super eager to to get cracking. Like obviously we are NRC really, um, and I know a lot of the a lot of the bike races are keeping fit and doing plenty of cycling and running and stuff to so that they're they're ready to rock and roll when uh, when the season starts really but it's the same one it's the same for everybody from moto gp downwards really to the club racing stuff that i do you know um, we're all in the same boat unfortunately yeah i um i spend a lot of time on i i i'm homeschooling my six-year-old um he doesn't need a lot of homeschooling really all schooling seems to be on ipads now so i'm doing a bit of that keeps me busy during the day um and, and maybe a bit of work i can say that now because i work have told me <coughs> work have told me that they don't actually listen to this anymore um, <laughs> so because they used to have to listen and check things that they never said anything right. um but they don't they don't need to do that now so i, I don't i've done a lot but i have actually been watching a, a doing a, obviously spend a lot of time on facebook and i think um you know, we've seen a lot of RC pros and other people have all stepped up. And have, there's, you know, I'm not be funny. There's a Ryan Mayfield YouTube channel now. You know? Exactly. Yeah. There's there's plenty of them. You know, Michael Olowski's been doing his, um, you know, live stuff, and you know, Elliot Boots has been doing a bit. And, and no, it's, it's it's been you know, some of them have been pretty good and quite interesting. You know, like, um, you know, uh, Cavallari's uh, videos have been pretty good. You know, his sort of walk rounds of his. Uh, 
you know, but the other day he put one out and it had all his like really race winning cars there and went right back for the to the triple X four days and stuff right through to his um you, you know more modern cars and stuff but that was pretty interesting and you know spencer rifkin's obviously been on it before this coronavirus hit he's been doing some good stuff as well but uh, so it's pretty interesting to uh to sort of see their workstations and 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 all their old cars and their trophies and and all the stuff but you, you know one thing that hit me about cavalier is how much he's won you sort of forget yeah. how 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 much he's uh, how long he's been winning for and all the big races he's won you know like back to back readies you know that's pretty amazing um, plus all the other stuff he's done and all the world championships and stuff and you sort of forget he's you know been top three at most of the worlds for god knows how many years um, you'll obviously have to check the video out but uh, it's really interesting to me he's still the little fat kid who's in the corner of my home track oh really wow yeah which I only found out when I got talking to him one day when we were at the Worlds in China that he, um, we were talking about somewhere I used to race. He goes, yeah, I think he used to race with my dad. And he said, I was always the fat kid sat on the quad bike in the corner marshalling. And I can remember it. It's clear <laughs> yeah. as day. Wow. Wow. Just goes to show. Don't take yeah. piss out the fat kid in the corner because he's going to go out and kick everyone's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Too right. Too right. And you tell that to kids of today and they won't yeah. believe you, Martin. Exactly, I know. No, Martin, I say we, we raced some fours at seven online on Xbox. Um, Joey Fisher, you know, you know from your, you work with the Yoke group. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think we had like 18 people in a race, um, Americans and Brits. It was really good. But and who, who won? Did the Brits take it, I hope? No, we had one each. Yeah. Uh, well, they, have... they should have been a decider then. They can't just be, a, you know, it can't be equal. I'm not before the races were like an hour long, boss. Oh, were they? Bloody hell! Right, okay, oh, fair enough. God. Yeah, I have to admit, I, I was using a steering wheel and pedals in a, in a seat, and I got off it. And my arms actually hurt. <laughs> That's how unfit I am. But <laughs> I came off, and I was like, "Video games aren't meant to hurt." What's going on? Yeah, yeah, especially uh, yeah, sort of relaxing and enjoying, enjoyful. Yeah, not not coming off aching and fed yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I had to pull over for more to lap me. You know, 16 laps of Silverstone, not great. Um, <laughs> there were, you know, and I think Joey, Joey Fisher's definitely going to organise one of those every other Saturday because he works on other Saturdays. I know Gups for State of RC is doing a lot of stuff on the PlayStation regarding Gran Turismo. Um, I'm going to say my mates, um, Damian Whittle, Neil Burdess and Berry, those guys, I think they use iRacing. Yeah. Um, so if you're interested in eye racing, speak to Whittle and Birdass and check those. Um, Danny James. I saw a load of the on-road boys seem to like yeah, that's it. Yeah, know, cars too. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I know Billy Fletcher does some sim racing. Who used to race with Billy does touring car now, but he used to be pretty quick at Maritime. With the, the four wheel drive, and I Ross does a bit. And, but I think they're and um, oh, what's his name? Wayne Palmer. Another mate of mine locally, who's a good airbrusher, he, um, you know, again, they do the PC, you know, racing. And I think they've done some like 24 hour races and stuff where they all kick around each other's house. And, you know, they've got the proper, you know, gaming set up with all the carbon fiber steering wheel, all the, pads, all the pedals, and all the other stuff, you know. Got some really, really trick. It looks like it costs an absolute fortune, their setups. Uh, you know, I hate to think what that looks what they what they cost those pc gaming setups but uh yeah and no, that looks really trick but yeah they're, they're quite into it um you know a few of the local lads to to me yeah i think it's something we can do 
I I, know, I really enjoyed. Obviously, I did. Um, the, I think Nemo Racing they did. Lee Martin and John Hazelwood did something on Instagram. Um, they did like a, a chat between themselves. I really enjoyed that. Um, other things I saw. I'm going. I'm going through my notes now, guys. Be very impressed. I, I took notes. Wow, um, stepping up, stepping up. Um, my friend from Vegas. Did I ever mention I went to Vegas? Um, no, Tony, no, no, never mentioned. <laughs> never. Um, uh, Tony Camposano Jr., greatest name in the world. I know he's doing a lot of. He does a lot of um, RC street drag racing. So I know he does a lot of mm. pop ups. And then the bits because I knew you were coming on. But I'm never going to pronounce this guy's name. Um, there's a, a a Facebook group which is RC Catalonia One Tenth Buggy Off Road Racing. Right. Okay. And I, I don't know whether he's got a joint account with his missus, because I don't know if his name is Mel- Melanie or Cyril. Uh, if you check out that page, we'll definitely put a link on. He's been been brilliant. I think every day he's posted pictures of. Old cars or old tracks or old magazines. So I'm not, it's like his surname is Buxeda Voxamediano. Okay. Blimey. So I'll put a picture up. But you know, yeah, I was going to say a link would be better. I couldn't spell that off the top of my head. No. Uh, I'll tell you what I've also enjoyed watching is all these guys building tracks in their back gardens. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's been some epic tracks, you know. Some of them, you sort of have to double take and think, is that actually a proper racetrack or not? You know, some people have got some pretty pretty decent setups. Yeah, I, I'm impressed at how big some of these guys' gardens are. These guys yeah. have got plenty of space to do that. I, I know a, uh, a guy up by us, a guy called Paul Ward, he put, he, I know his two kids, his son and his daughter, both come racing at Southport when we run, and he's he, he looks like he spent three days cutting the grass to make it as short as possible and then made himself one of the greatest tracks I think I've seen. Um, I, I don't, you mentioned watching the, listening to the RIP podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, didn't they have a special episode all about, is it called Tiger King? <laughs> have, yeah. have, have you seen Tiger King, Mark Headley? No, no, I've sort of seen, I've seen loads of weird pictures and other stuff. I don't kind of get it. I obviously, don't, I don't know enough about it. I'm going to Google it now. But there's um, an RC car track in it if you watch it. Is there? Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. I think I think it's on Netflix. Me and oh, my yeah, missus yeah, yeah. put it on on Sunday because we'd seen all this stuff, and you know, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not saying it's the greatest TV you've ever seen in the world. But I've I've laughed, I've cried, I've hidden behind the sofa, I've everything, oh. I've cringed. It has been just unbelievable. And I think the word is it's it's it, it is the zeitgeist. It is of the moment, right? Um, um, and so I I think I remember it because my missus sent me a picture. We you know that you know what we've been doing every Thursday is going outside at eight o'clock and clapping for all our carers, Jess. Mm-hmm. Um, someone suggested, you know, this Friday at ten o'clock at eight. You know, this Friday, the tenth of April at eight p.m. We should go out and clap for Exotic Joe. Um, because <laughs> yeah, I do, I'm just looking at a photo of him now. He's rocking quite a mad haircut, nice, nice blonde mullet, and a handlebar moustache. That is the most normal thing. About. By the end of the yeah, is it? 
yeah. I'll, I'll definitely get on and watch this then. So, so I think we should all on Friday, eight o'clock, go out and clap for Joe Exotic for just keeping <laughs> for just keeping us entertained for that. Um, and then on a slightly more important note, thing is um, one of the things I've noticed is that you know, we're, we're supposed, you know, whatever this craziness is going on, it is going to end, and we're going. But there's certain of us, like Joey's not here tonight because his work is essential, and he's got to go and do that. He's been working nights and working extra hours. But there's also those RC people who we know who, you know, are literally the, the, in the NHS. You know, I noticed that my Scottish friend James Collins put a picture of himself up and it reminded me that he... I'm going to use the word ambulance, man. I'm sure he's a paramedic, right? <laughs> but you know, there's, there's RC guys that we know and girls friends, wives and girlfriends who are in the NHS, who are being carers for people, like James Collins, um, who are just helping us all and we should just be nice to them when we see them again because we might just forget. Mm. Um, all, mm. Obviously, there's also other guys like Aaron Skinner who you know drives for Tesco making sure we've got bread and beer and chocolate. You know, and I think you know, being a, a good socialist as I am, which this is the point we should remember the, the the people who are doing this for us, who are allowing me and Martin to, um, that we, the RC guys are doing that. And then the last bit is people like Grant Fribbins, who are from Torch, who are who are three D printing stuff that the NHS are using now. Um, I think Grant is one of those guys who's printing the the visors for people in hospitals. Mm. I don't know if you've seen those. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I've seen a few bits and bobs on, on Facebook of people doing that. You know, it's absolutely incredible, you know, everyone's stepping up and, you know, Mercedes F1, um, you know, as per the news, you know, been making those, uh, um, you know, ventilator adapters that plug in the wall in the hospitals and stuff. You know, it's great to see, um, you know, so many people stepping up and, and uh, and helping out and you know they are they're all true heroes you know as everyone's been saying in the press but uh, you know they're absolutely fantastic and you know i know when i spoke to the people at 111 i thanked them for their efforts and really appreciated what they were doing and stuff so yeah it's always nice to say thank you but uh, yeah, no, they're, yeah they're doing an amazing job and i think one of them even one of, it must have been something motive sport related you know they couldn't afford a proper dummy to show what they had done so they had to use daddy mcgee um, I because, saw that. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know what the, it seems to be like some sort of thing to encase somebody in, so it's safe for the ambulance people to deal with them. Is that what it is? I'm yeah, sure. I, did, I did see that. Yeah, like a big sort of plastic tube. was it looked, it looked like a sort of decompression chamber, didn't it? That divers go in. Yeah, I just wonder if it was soundproof and whether Danny could turn around and say, "Hey, do you know, I actually won a one tenth offer of national this year." <laughs> uh, that was probably something like, but you know, I think that's important when we do get back to being normal and do those things. Let's make sure we don't forget the people who have who have, who have done all these things for us during this time. Um, well said, well said. I say it's worth taking notes, boys. Um, other than that, are we all ready? Are we all finished? Do we have anything else to say? I'll just check my notes. Um, no, yeah, no, definitely. No, I think I think we covered everything uh, I wanted to talk about, really. But uh, yeah, I hope everyone stays safe, and, and you know, hopefully, we'll get back racing soon, and 
will be a distant memory. But uh, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, again, thanks to all the uh, wonderful people that are looking after us all um, in the NHS and, and all the other companies helping out at the minute. It's great to see. It is, mate. So we'll just pretend you're Joey. Uh, and, pr- and, and test oh, whether I haven't, got, I haven't got as many sponsors as him. There we go. Well <laughs> done. Well done. Um, but if you'd like to thank your sponsors, that would be lovely. Please, Mark. I'd like to thank Will Speed. Perfect. Mike Drop. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Well done. And Martin, do you want to thank yours? Yeah, I'd like to thank uh, John at RC Octane, the guys at Schumacher. I'm sure are still plugging away, bless them. Um, and RDT products for stickers and stuff. That's it for me. Yeah. Um, I actually put an order in for the Schumacher family last week, and it turns up super quick. So there obviously are people there um, plugging away and getting all these orders out. So, and the guys from TQ Models, you know, I said last week I did a Facebook Live in the Neem group for one of their raffles. One of the guys from TQ Models was actually, has actually been stuck in the Gabon for the last few weeks, and we only got home yesterday. Um, and I'm not 100% sure where the Gabon is, um, other than on the continent of Africa somewhere. So he's just got back there. So, you know, guys like Schumacher family, TQ Models who look after me, you know, everybody, you know, as Joey's not here, but they're always great. You know, the, you know, the guys at Kyosho, the guys at Reds, who Jamie Clancy has already mentioned, you know, Sean Thompson at PBM, um, Darren at DMS, Darren yeah, at DMS for the t-shirts. That's it. Yeah, yeah I did an order with him today actually for a load of RC10 stuff. So uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's still um, beavering away and helping out and, and flying the flag. So yeah, and, and yeah. Model Sport and all the other guys, you know. So yeah, yeah, I can't believe you didn't order yourself a Ella Stafford t-shirt. I know. I'll have to put one on the next order. Great I'll quality. One, I'll get one sorted. Great quality. Um, you know, these are the guys who are doing it. You know. Thanks for Jamie Clancy for coming on uh, and chatting about what you know his experiences of, of sort of starting off as of being a pro and things along those lines. Mark, thank you for coming on. Martin, thanks very much. Well done, Joey, for making sure whatever he produces still there. And please like and share the podcast. Please like and share all the podcasts. Please go and like everybody who's doing something on YouTube or Facebook Lives or Twitch for Alan O'Brien or somebody else was using something else. Just just share them because even if these people stop doing them when we all go back to racing, it will always be there for people to see. Um, if that's okay, guys, we'll, we'll let everyone one, go. One more, one more thing, because I know Jerry would do this and he's not here, is I do just want to put our love out to um, Mick Craig and his family. They've had a, a tough time the last few weeks, so just wanted to say we're thinking of them as well while we're at it. Yes, well done. For saying that, um, you know, I, I think the, the actual the service was today. Yeah. Um, so we are all thinking, and I'm, I'm going to have to get them because we're, we're all going to get upset now. Okay, right, guys. Mark, thanks very much for your time. Any time, Martin, Martin. Thank you for your time. Joe no didn't really miss you, and we'll <laughs> speak to you all next week, guys. Okay, bye now. Cheers. See ya. Bye.